Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the 430th edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. We're on Voice America Business Channel. And we're broadcasting across the world in this our 10th year, 10 years. God, sounds like a long time. It is a long time. From our temporary studio, we're on in Sydney, on Sydney Harbour in Sydney, Australia. We've just had a bit of much-needed rain, which has allowed us to look across the usual, usually magnificent harbour, which has been clouded with smoke now for the last few months as a result of the unbelievable fires that are taking place here. It's hard to grasp the size of these fires. Um, there was a big fuss two or three months ago about the size of the fires in the Amazon, uh, which got worldwide attention. Well, the fires in Australia are four times the size of the fires that were in the Amazon. Give you an idea of just how big it is. So we're... Hopefully we'll get some more rain and that'll improve the situation. Now, just when you thought that making a choice between streaming channels like Disney Plus, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Fubo, Sling, Apple, Philo, Netflix, YouTube TV and HBO Now, just when you thought all that was a pain in the butt, along comes Quibi which is a premium digital TV content service, which is set to launch on April the 6th this year. So how many, just how many streaming channels can a viewer afford to purchase? At last count, there was about 15 already. And this is another one. Now, the ones I just mentioned range from $6.99 a month for Disney+. Plus to $54.99 a month for Fubo TV, which is, of course, football and sports. At the moment, the average American household subscribes to three streaming services. I mean, I I don't know how they afford to do it. I suppose when you get rid of cable, you save a a bit of money. But Quibi's designed to be consumed conveniently on a smartphone, a tablet or a laptop, or on a screen in your car, and it's ideal for autonomous vehicles, for public transport, ride share, or anyone with a regular free time. Quibi is providing high-quality content. I mean high-quality content, the best stars, the best production, the best everything, in short 10-minute bites for people who are busy and have short time periods in their day, such as, you know, between meetings or riding along in a vehicle, particularly if it's an autonomous vehicle. You don't have time to watch a 30-minute episode, but you do have time for one or two cubie bites at a 10-minute, you know, whodunit or quizzes on their mobile. Quibi says that their content is aimed to appeal to 25 to 35-year-olds who have who like mature short to short form content, and uh, they consume at their convenience. People with awkward breaks in their day who love episodic content similar to the kind found on popular TV dramas, 
except they're only 10 minutes long. And Kibbe will be leveraging top Hollywood talent and high-quality content production to create engaging and impactful content. You know, it's amazing what you can do in a drama in 10 minutes. It's um, you can get some great shows, and of course, you can put two or three of them together, and uh, it makes viewing a hell of a lot easier. How many times have you flown into a into an airport after a trip, and you've still got 20 minutes to go on the movie you've been watching, and you've had it, you buggered, you can't do anything. But with Quibi, it's 10 minutes at a time, so it's it's really easy viewing. They've, they've had a $1 billion seed round, so they can produce higher quality content than most of the industry. The uh, co-founders, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, from member from Disney and DreamWorks, and Margaret Whitman, who is the CEO of Hewlett-Packard, and both have access to top quality talent, studios, A-list celebrities, producers, right? They've got contacts with everybody. And Quibi will pay as much as $150,000 a minute for shows. And that's only second to Netflix and HBO, which pay around $200,000 for mega hits like House of Cards and Game of Thrones. So they're they're on a par spending-wise at about $150,000 a minute. And Quibi's revenue sources are subscription fees, advertising, licensing, product placement, merchandise, you know, the general run of things. But the good thing is that monthly subscriptions are five bucks with ads, and you can have it without ads for eight bucks. I think that's a great idea. And Quibi will ultimately judge by the number of people willing to use it consume and pay for content on its platform on a regular basis. So either they gain critical mass and can survive off advertising revenue or the subscription model allows them to have enough revenue to justify the expense of the venture or they fail. And as time becomes a more precious commodity, people still want to be engaged and entertained. You know, I find it hard to get an hour or an hour and a half to, um, to watch a television show or a movie, but 10-minute bites, I can do that easily. And $1 billion and two entertainment and technology heavyweights, I think that'll ensure that Quibi is a success, Q-U-I-B-I. Now, do you get my daily 30-second read business newsletter? Every day, trust me, it takes me two days to write the five newsletters, and we now have about And I don't use anybody else. I do it all myself. Um, We now have about nearly 1.8 million daily subscribers. It takes about a minute, a minute and a half every day to read. And every day we tackle different subjects like Hyperloop, autonomous cars, blockchain, artificial intelligence, just, just about it. Bitcoin, depends on what the news of the day is. And tomorrow's newsletter is about how the current iteration of virtual and augmented reality is entertainment. Now, um, virtual reality started off as a way to be totally creative and get outside ourselves and um, be ambitious and do all sorts of things, but now it's come down to simply being entertainment, but it's a brilliant field. And you should know about this stuff. 
And the only place you're going to find it is in the Bob Pritchard newsletter, which is the one information source that you can trust for the latest in up-to-date business information. To receive it, simply go to my website, bobpritchard.com, and subscribe. Every day we get uh, emails from people who say that the Bob Pritchard newsletter is the only newsletter they subscribe to, and we love that. It's also read by lots of university professors and, and heads of companies, and it's it's got a great readership. And so if you um, – and a lot of people say – that um, they find out about things in, in the Bob Pritchard newsletter a couple of months before they actually hear about it in traditional news. So that's a good thing. You can stay ahead of the game. Now, customers interface with your business in a whole bunch of ways, from the initial telephone call to going to the web to look up um, your website to sending you an email, to walking in your foyer, meeting with your staff, interacting with the delivery man when they deliver the product, and a whole bunch of other ways that customers interact with your business. And it only takes one of those people to screw it up, and it impacts the entire customer experience, and the great word of mouth that you would have received goes down the drain. And as word of mouth goes down the drain, your turnover goes down the drain and your profitability diminishes. So you've got to make sure that you give customers today a great customer experience. And a great experience starts with strategy. And this is where most companies miss the mark. Many think they're in healthcare or retail or banking or insurance or government or whatever it is that they do. They really think that what they do is the business they're in. But you're really in the customer business, aren't you? Doesn't matter what the hell you sell, if you haven't got good customers and if you haven't got customers that like you and love you and appreciate you and talk about you, you really don't have a business. So that means giving people great customer service. Now, look at the customer service that you get from Amazon and Apple Southwest Airlines, Home Depot, Costco. I mean, those people really understand the service strategy. Everything they do is built around positive customer experience. And we're not talking about lip service type customer service. We're talking about really knock your socks off customer service. You know, people who go, the extra mile to make sure that you're a very happy, satisfied customer, even if they lose a few pennies on that one transaction, they get you back over and over and over again. So it's the lifetime value of the customer that's important. And those firms that I've just mentioned, they're role role models for the business world. Businesses grow much more rapidly with extremely positive word of mouth endorsement. The public takes little notice of what you tell them as a business. You go out and you say, we're great. And they go, yeah, well, of course you're going to say that. But they do take real notice of what their friends tell them. And if if somebody says to me, you know, I dealt with XYZ and they were fantastic. They really went out of their way to make me, um, give me what I wanted to make me feel good. I had a bit of a problem, but they fixed it straight away. Then I'm much more likely to use them than I am if the company says, hey, we're great. 
because that means nothing. Now, customer service leaders teach principals and empower their employees to immediately do whatever it takes to keep a customer happy. This means that everybody on your staff, everyone, doesn't matter whether it's receptionist or the delivery man or a repair guy or whoever it is, must be empowered and use that empowerment whenever it's needed. You have to make it really easy for customers to do business with you from when they're looking for what they want through to when they get finance through you and and ultimate delivery. Then it continues through repairs and servicing. You need to eliminate all the stupid rules and the policy that cause friction points that turn off customers and increase costs. It's amazing when you go through rules that have been around for a long while, how many of them are just superfluous and ridiculous and with a few changes could streamline everything. Well, that's what you need to do. Today, people expect you to have hours they can contact you that are convenient to them. Not, not You know, remember the old nine to five? That's gone. Now it's 24-7. And a hell of a lot of companies now can be contacted 24-7. Many companies can use technology and streamline their operation. So you have less people working nine to five and these people can go into a regular hours. They could work in a 24-7 call centre, for example. So you have people that are experienced in your business answering the phone in one ring and providing answers to customers when they want it, not when you want to give it to them. You should ensure that everyone on your staff is empowered. 99% of issues can be resolved very easily, very quickly and very cheaply if people are empowered and you have a satisfied employee and you have a delighted customer. You win, win, win. Once decision has to be passed up the chain to be ratified, the goodwill can be lost. Yeah, I'd like to help you, but I've got to go and check with the boss and the boss is not available. That kills your word of mouth. You should impress upon your staff to remember the customer's name, call them by their names. Now, you can get face recognition technology that identifies the customer on arrival and pulls up all of their details. So you know instantly all about them. So you can say, hello, Mr. Smith, how are you? Last time you were here was on the 27th of July and you were with a friend. Nothing nothing is more precious to a customer than recognising them. Now, you've got to use service recovery when you make mistakes. And that service recovery has got to happen within 60 seconds. And you have to be generous with the compensation. You You can count on two hands the firms that practice good service recovery. Don't lie to the customer. It's estimated that up to 80% of employees lie just to get rid of the customer at that point. That's silly because they never come back. You need to train your entire staff regularly on customer service with something new and fresh each time, and that's not hard to do. If you put employees through the same program, they lose concentration and interest and then the service deteriorates. It's your responsibility to train and develop your employees. My guest today is a really good friend of mine, Scotty Page, who formed Walt Tucker Productions, which is an audio video post-production company 
and he formed that in 1987 and has since formed many successful startups. Oh, by the way, Scotty is most recognised for being a member of Pink Floyd, Super Tramp and Toto, three of the biggest bands in the history of music. Might sound familiar to you. This is Bob Pritchard, and I'll be back from Sydney, Australia, with Scott Page in just a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. And this is the segment of the show where we talk to people who have achieved great success, people that are making a real difference in the world, and we try to find out what it is that makes them tick. Now, this this program's all about assisting entrepreneurs to learn from successful people and emulate these success stories. You know, we're all the masters of our own destiny, and I believe that most of us can be almost anything we want to be, and usually the only thing that's stopping us is that person that looks back in the mirror at us every day. To be an entrepreneur, irrespective of what business you're in, it takes guts and the willingness to really push the envelope. Now, my guest today has done exactly that. How would you like to have a resume that describes you as a technologist, an entrepreneur, a musician, and a songwriter? As an entrepreneur, he formed Walt Tucker Productions, an audio-video post-production company, formed that in 1987, 
1992, he co-founded Seventh Level, which is a CD-ROM game and educational software company. Later, co-founded New Media Broadcasting Company, a social media and collaborative communications enterprise. Now he's the CEO, the co-founder and CEO of Direct to Care, which is an online management company for healthcare. That's a pretty good lineup. Stop there. My guest received several acknowledgements and awards for his technology company's achievements. Named as one of the 50 pioneers of multimedia, he's been a guest lecturer and panellist at numerous conferences and university symposia. His industry acknowledgements include being named one of the top 100 multimedia producers by Multimedia Magazine, one of the 100 coolest people in Los Angeles, now that's that's a title I could go for, I'd like that one, (laughs) by Buzz Magazine, and one of 50 new media innovators profiled in Pioneer Electronics Multimedia Frontier. Oh, I forgot something. Scott Page is most recognised for being a member of Pink Floyd, Supertramp and Soto, three of the biggest bands in the history of music. Now, this is a boy that's really got off his ass and achieved something. However, in my mind, Scott um, has even one much more important credit in his resume. That is of a tireless worker for a range of charities. He's raised millions of dollars. And uh, that's something that is to be admired in entrepreneurs. If more people emulated Scott, the world would be one hell of a lot better place. Not only that, he's a good bloke. Hi, mate. How are you? Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Well, thank you very much. And actually, I want to know that guy you just talked about. Holy cow, I can't believe it. He's pretty cool. He is really cool. (laughs) That's pretty funny, actually. It's funny, all this time's gone by, and now I'm on the other end. I remember always thinking about talking about, you know, guys that were were my heroes and my, you know, with these great track records and well, I blinked, and now at least I'm old, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling, old. mate. But a hundred <laughs> coolest people in Los Angeles. I think that's a uh, that, that that that's the accolade you want. <laughs> uh, it was great. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was uh, actually pretty exciting. I, you know, it's a wonderful actual title. I'm very thankful to have gotten that because that's actually one of the things that I think is so important in business is you know being able to get along with people and. Sure. You know, it's such a core aspect. It's all based on relationships, right? Absolutely. Now, it's a a hell of a long way from appearing on the Lawrence Welk show in the ABC in the (laughs) 50s when you were a little kid to direct to care. Um, It's a social social network which provides outpatient healthcare advice. Um, At seventh level, you created a series of educational programs and you've raised Mm -hmm. millions of dollars for charity. So you're obviously a socially conscious person. Did you deliberately set out to create technology companies that do good, or do you do good simply because those companies became successful? Huh. Interesting question. No, it wasn't really thought. I didn't go into it from the point of view of I'm going to try to build a socially conscious uh, business or anything like that. It was mostly just, you know, just I'm just a big believer. The more you give, the more you get, and yeah. um, it's just it's amazing. You just sort of threw the 
through being out there in the world, you stumble along with, you stumble, you meet different people, uh, and these opportunities come up and, you know, it's always fun to get involved with those types of things because there's such a great spirit and passion that goes along with those kinds of organizations. And, you know, it's just very, it's very rewarding. So yes. we try to, uh, you know, be involved in as many as we possibly can. Few people do that though. So where does, where does this commitment to the community come from? Uh, well, you know, I guess it's, you know, my, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much into a lot of the spiritual teachings and, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about that and meditating and it just seems like it's, it's just kind of, you know, it's involved in intertwined right in our DNA. I think when you start looking at that, so, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, I think it's just an important thing to uh, get involved. You know, I think one of the main things that happens is a lot of times people get involved and it's just still okay. It's based on their ego. You know, yeah, they sure. do it because it makes them feel good, uh, which is definitely a great part of it. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're really giving, uh, it really pays off. And it really helps in your business too. I mean, it's, again, like I said, it's you, the more you give, the more you get. And it's just, it's a win-win for everybody. I think that's absolutely true. You know, it's the more you give back, the more people, you know, it improves your brand equity, for want of a better word. I mean, people actually like you and admire you as a person, and that's got to be great for business. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, remember, the whole game of business is really based on relationships. And that's what's so interesting about the whole social world, the ability now for virtually anybody to have the opportunity to build relationships with people. I mean, that's what just blows my mind is how, you know, I've made friends with people now in targeted areas using the, you know, using the internet. I haven't even met some of these people, but, you know, they're there for you and they can really help you. And, I mean, it's incredible, the education, the knowledge. If you really start to get the hang of the search and how social works and, you know, how to communicate and collaborate with people online, it's, a, it's an incredible time. I mean, it really is for the entrepreneur. It's the greatest time in history, I, I keep t- saying, because right now I'm really kind of helping and focusing on a couple areas uh, with artists because I'm kind of going back into the music side of things because, right. you know, taking some of my knowledge from that and going back in there. But this is like a, I explained to them the greatest time in history for the independent artists. Yeah. especially to make money. I mean, the, but the big issue they have is they just don't really know how to engage yet or how to really kind of turn those fans into super fans and kind of build those relationships. You know? that, that's a weakness across most business. I've just given a speech about um, um, the likely changes in the, over the next 10 years in business and uh, um, people were just sitting there sort of dumbfounded. They think that it's going to continue. The, you know, they're still out there buying double-page newspaper ads and, and, and radio. <laughs> I, can't <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it either. I just don't get it. Anyway, when you were young, you had three mm-hmm. goals. One, yep. to be a muso. One, to own a yep. business. And the third one, to produce documentaries. Now, when you play yeah. Pink Floyd on the road, you'd sit there and read business books which is yep. not what most people would expect from a rock star. I mean, it's hardly drugs, sex, and rock and roll. Do you want to come and th- come to this party? No, I think I'll read Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> At that stage, had you formulated in your mind what sort of business you wanted to go into, or did you simply want to have the skills that, so that when the time was right, you had the skills to make a success of it? Uh, well, it's, let's see. During that time... I was really, more, I was actually interested in the production side of business. So I was out with Floyd and started a production company, which was Walt Tucker yeah. at the time. And um, during that time, I was really trying to just take the opportunity with all the 
free time we have on the road to really educate myself. You know, when I got, when I took the, when I take a gig, when I went on the road, because we were on the road with Pink Floyd, that was an 18 month tour. Sure. So I'm, you're going to be gone for quite a while. So I knew the day that I started, the most important thing was, is now I have a year and a half to figure out what I'm going to do the day after it's over. Because <laughs> um, so, it comes quick. It's like you blink it and boop, oh, that was a fast year and a half. It does come um, quick. So, so I really tried to take the opportunity to really kind of educate myself in the business world because I'd started that and I was always fascinated with the idea of business. My dad being a serial entrepreneur through the years, I'd grown up with him. He'd started a whole bunch of different businesses. And so I kind of got the, got hooked on that aspect through him. Um, but uh, it wasn't really, at that time I was, again, I was really more interested in the, in the, in the uh, production and um, kind of uh, media business at the time. And, and actually, when I came back after doing that first tour on the road, uh, when we had a break, I ended up going to Comdex, which was a you know big trade show that was going on, Las Vegas technology show. And I basically saw my future at that time, which is where I was sitting across the, the room, actually uh, promoting a CD-ROM that I'd worked on. And I saw a... Um, up on the screen, this thing from across the room went over, and it was a it was a thing called the Living Book. It was one of the first. It was called Grandma on Me, a kids' right. educational title. Yeah. And once I saw that and saw actually multimedia starting to happen on the computer, that's when I really tailored my my thinking about jumping into the cyber scene. And I really focused a lot in that area. And what was great was, is obviously being with Pink Floyd, it was always a great icebreaker. And I was able to really, you know, friend a whole bunch of these cyberpunks, you know, these guys and hanging out in their garages and, you know, writing code and, you know, doing the digital being and beings up in San Francisco and really hanging in that community. It was actually interesting because it was myself and Todd Rundgren and then uh, Thomas Dolby came in a little bit later on. We were kind of the, really the first, music guys kind of into that whole area. But when I saw that, I, I saw my future, and then I saw that the real game was getting into technology, and that's when I met my partner, uh, business partner, a guy by the name of George Grayson, yeah. who was actually running the 20th largest software company in the United States at the time. And I pounded him every day to say, dude, let's go. This multimedia thing, let's go, let's go. Next thing I know, I um, brought Bob Ezrin in, who was, uh, you know, he produced all the Pink Floyd records, and, you know, he's a major, major producer, Kiss, and all the big records, and Alice Cooper. Bob uh, was asking me, he's read an article about uh, the show that I was putting on in Vegas for Convex, and called me up, and the next thing I know, Bob's my partner, and we're in it, and we're going after it, and that's when I really started to focus on the whole technology side of things. So it's, it's got to be a help when you're talking to tech guys and they're sitting there um, eating bags of chips and drinking Coke and listening to Pink Floyd music. It's got to be a help. <laughs> it does help. There's no question. <laughs> There's no question. I'm very, very thankful to have, have been able to, uh, you know, be able to absorb a little piece of that brand, you know. Well, now, with all the emphasis at the moment on healthcare, how does mm-hmm. direct-to-care fit into the overall healthcare landscape? How do you how do you see that? Well, I, well, actually, this is a little bit, I've got to update. What we've done is we were, we were basically, directed care was really focused on uh, presence management for healthcare yep. professionals. And we actually saw the opportunity that, you know, what we were doing in the healthcare space is not just for doctors and those kind of guys, but actually into, you know, all types of business. So we've expanded what we were doing, and we've actually creating right now the online presence index. Right, and so we've actually have now switching the brand to the getyouropi.com, which will be launching in about oh, probably hopefully another month or so, 
uh, which is really about focusing on managing online presence for, uh, you know, for anybody, which is, you know, it's important because Absolutely. that's your new, uh, your new, your new resume. Oh. So what we, so what we've done is we basically bring in a lot of data into a dashboard so they can really get a feel for what's going on online and it's mapped to this index so you can see how you're doing, how your competition is doing and how, who else. And, you know, just really it's about authority and managing your online presence, you know, across that's, the board, not just social influence. That's fantastic. That's, that's really yeah. important. I've got a couple of clients and one of the most difficult things is um, just trying to keep a handle on everything that's out there and, and get the feedback. And it's, it's really difficult at the moment. Yep. So... Does Scott Page sort of have all these multiple personalities? You know, on one hand, you obviously love being a super group out in front of a hundred thousand people, and yet you love to play, or love to play incognito in small clubs. That seems to be kind of weird. Um, and then you've created a succession of successful technology businesses, yet you um, work tirelessly to help people who are less privileged. I, I mean, it just seems that. You've done all of these things unbelievably well. Wow. But are you a musician, a businessman, a philanthropist? I mean, which one are you and which one would uh, you like on your tombstone? I'm not wishing you, you know, any luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there soon enough. <laughs> um, you know, gosh, you know, it's all pretty much the same to me. I mean, it's, again, it's... You know, building businesses and building relationships. It's all about the ride, you know, and I love, look at, I love music. I'm actually now really getting back into the music side of things. On the, on the, uh, uh, documentary side of my second piece, what I've done is I've actually collected for the past uh, 52, I hate to say years, all the, um, all these archives, I shot about 150, 60 hours of Pink Floyd video, tens of thousands of photographs of tours and all that stuff. So now I'm in the midst of compiling all of that. And getting ready to put a bunch of that out online, uh, which is so that's going to sort of solve the documentary side. So the question is, what is it? I, it's just it's all of them. The music to me is is as much as important as the business side because they really do go hand in hand. When you really start thinking from a business point of view, it's uh, from an artist point. Of view, View you have to be a businessman. Uh, from a businessman point of view, you have to figure out how to how to create, whether it's you or somebody else creating something of value. So I mean, they really all intertwine. So you know, I'm, I'm just happy with the hey, that guy that you know played the saxophone and got some code written. <laughs> I guess that's what we'll go on. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, it's it's very important these days because it doesn't matter what business you're in, you need mm -hmm. to be a good business person. It's one thing to yeah. be a visionary and and be creative but you've got to make those things work and there's lots of you know everybody's got an idea but very few people actually make them successful yeah it's not an easy thing and I, you know it's it's definitely you have to work and that's what you know, I tell all the artists that I'm working with right now you know it's like it's the greatest time in history for you to create a business uh, you know I don't have to tell you you know the online world is opening incredible opportunities and sure. to bypass you know, all third parties, you don't really need a record label anymore. What you need is an audience, and whoever owns the audience wins. That's right. So it's, it's how do you engage that audience? How do you uh, uh, create, when, you know, I, I kind of follow the Kevin Kelly model of a thousand true fans. Yeah. You know, yeah. the idea of a true fan, somebody that spends $100 sure. a year on you, you know, you got a thousand, you got a hundred grand. So if the artist That's starts... That's the Lady Gaga model too. She's been enormously successful with her points of focus that she's done. Enormous. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So it's a real interesting time. And, you know, business is such an important part, and especially in the artist world where these guys are terrible businessmen for the yeah. most part. Yeah. And they don't realize how, first of all, they're terrible marketers and they're terrible business people. Yet in the world where they sit right now, they have one of the most important tools is, you know, it's all about content marketing and how to create relationships using your content. They create content, which is always the hardest part to do. Absolutely. Right. So they've got a big piece of it solved. It's really just learning these other aspects. So, you know, that's the area I'm focused on is really trying to help artists figure out, take it from a business point of view. Is it a hobby or is it going to be a business? That's my first question. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, you know, so. what is interesting is that the changes are so tremendous now that you've got, um, for example, Breaking Bad rated... A, pulled in 10.3 million listeners and yet you have um, nice Peter on um, YouTube who can get 80 million people viewing his his um, video so you know it's a whole different ball game now you've got you've got Yahoo setting up studios and Apple setting up studios and everybody setting up studios that that give Everybody, no matter what you do, just an incredible entree into this whole new world of reaching the people right where they live one-on-one without going through anybody else. Yeah, incredible. I mean, that, that is such a fundamental change in the way everything's being done. I mean, the opportunities for those that seize it right now are just yep. incredible. No, I agree. I mean... Yeah, you know, you're seeing it. You know, I always use the example, which we, you know, both of us, we hang out with Ken, Ken Murkowski and his metal yep. group. Uh, I don't know if you saw the time when Aaron Ray came over there from um, the collective. And, you yep. know, he handles all those things like the angry orange and all this. Yeah, that when was, I, that you was brilliant. That, yeah, when you hear that the, not the angry orange, the annoying orange. Annoying orange, Which costs yeah. between 200 to $500 per episode, is a, a, this year will become a billion-dollar property. Yeah. And that was that was launched off in of YouTube, right? So the model has definitely shifted. And if you build audience, you're, you're the you know the world is your oyster. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you basically can clean up. So that's the game. That a wonderful was a, time. That was an absolutely jaw dropping presentation. I reckon it was fantastic. Yeah. I, I I had no idea. I mean, you know, you're talking about most people think about um, a. Um, an impact bringing you in a dollar and he's talking about multiples of $30 and you sit there and think how the hell do they do that? but um, but you can once you once you understand yep. the business you really can yeah so the, yep. the, the third item on your list of desires when you were young was to create documentaries now yeah. where, where are you with that you mentioned that you've got yeah, so I've been collecting and, you know, kind of pulling all the pieces together for years, and it's actually kind of fun. What I'm doing is I've been pushing this stuff into a closet and, a, and into a storage bin for, <laughs> you know, like I said, more than 50 years, and I never looked at any of it. Yeah. You know, sort of just collecting. I'm a major collector, so I've been collecting, collecting, and collecting, and shooting video and taking photos, and, you know, that's what I did on my tours and while I was out all this time. And so I'm having fun right now where we've been digitizing everything, and uh, it's actually blowing my mind to go back and see some of this stuff. So what I'm doing is, is I'm actually, instead of like trying to edit all this footage and do all of that, I'm actually taking an approach which is a little different. Since I haven't seen it, I'm going to take my viewers along with it at the same time. So oh, cool. I, get my vi- I get my video camera out 
And I say, okay, where are we going today? Let's see. We're going to go to uh, Pink Floyd in Venice. Okay, boom. I pull it up and I say, okay, here's what's happening. So I I say, hold on. I throw the thing on. I throw the the, the, the file up. I throw, when I find something really cool, I turn the camera back on. I go, sure, this will kill you. Check this out. Boom. And I just shoot in the video screen. Right. Of the actual moment, and actually commentating on top of it, putting some you know some verbiage over the top. So it's actually kind of fascinating because it's my first time seeing the footage and this stuff at the same time as everybody else. So it's actually interesting to go back and go through all this. So you know that's what I'm just kind of compiling all this stuff and things that I put together through the years to now take and uh, you know put it all together and get it out there and let people see some of the fun times we had in the days on the road and you know some really interesting points of view because obviously when you're inside with these bands and with these artists um you get a different point of view than you do sure. when you're out and from the audience point of view so sure. i think they'll be fascinated to see some of this stuff i spoke to a guy on the show last week um from a company called show dog who which mm-hmm. enables you to pull any material from anywhere and then pull it down onto a multiple of screens um, it's very clever. I will. I'll send you and him um, and contact each other because that might be a great tool for you to facilitate mm. what you're doing. It's very clever. So mm. you, you've been able to achieve fantastic success both as a musician and a businessman. Now we've got a very large audience of entrepreneurs on this program, entrepreneurs and and executives of companies. In your opinion, what are the key traits that are required to become successful, irrespective of whether it's music or business or whatever the hell it is? What are the what are the major traits that you need to have? You know, I think obviously the one that everybody says you have to have the passion. You know, for me it's always been difficult to try to get involved in something that I wasn't really passionate about because the hard part is keeping the drive going. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a lot of times you can get all excited about a business opportunity because you look at the dollars and everything. But then at the end of the day, you go, is that really something I want to do every day? Yeah. And if it's not, if it's not, you know, the chances are you'll you'll drop out, you know, because it's just it's very difficult to keep it going. So obviously passion is really important. Um, I think, you know, building relationships is another really, really key thing. I always talk about influencing the influencers. Yep. That's really the model. I think a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs and things try to shoot, you know, take a the shotgun approach. Yep. And I try to yep. take a more of a, like, okay, who are the people that can really inf- help me move my, what my vision is and who are they and focus on trying to meet them and build a relationship with them. And, um, I you know, think that's once you a get fantastic right, piece of advice. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of going out and, uh, you know, especially today with search. You know, and I yeah. talk to people about Twitter search being one of the greatest business tools on the planet. You know, people, are their, their eyes roll out. What do you mean? <laughs> you, know, yeah. and, you know, the ability to find audience, meet people, find people. I mean, you know, for me, I've been really focusing, like, over the last three, four years on really the whole content marketing and really trying to understand the new marketing and business models that are happening online. And through that, because I can target, I've met incredible people and found some great folks and stuff that don't think where they're the influencers, and they're so helpful in helping you move your business forward. So I think that's a big one. It's influencing influencers. Determine where you want to go, who's going to help you the most, where it is, and 
work on building those relations, figuring out how to meet those people and moving yourself through the process. Uh, there's actually a thing by uh, Stephen Mead, who is another metal. Oh, I love Stephen Mead. Yep. Stephen, and I don't know if you saw his tornado principle. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's a, that's a fascinating thing, and I think everybody should go out, if you're serious, you should go on YouTube, look for Stephen Mead and his tornado principle, and just check yeah. that out. I mean, it's very simple, but it's, it like, it's almost like the aha moment. You kind of go, oh, geez, I've been doing this wrong all this time, and it's really about how to find focus and figure out how to move your, what you're trying to move forward in the most efficient way by, you know, finding the right people, asking the right questions. So that's a really good, that's a good one. So definitely go check out Stephen Mead on YouTube, The Tornado Principle. I think it's a tornado, is it principle? I can't remember that. Yeah, and, and the last like one, that. of course, I guess, is perseverance. So many people give up. Oh, yeah, you can't. I mean, that's, that's the really interesting thing is, you know, staying on it is... <laughs> That's half the battle. But what I would say, too, probably one of the more important things, because I've been there, I'm telling you right now, I was so passionate about something, and I worked and worked, didn't give up, didn't give up, didn't give up. I didn't know when to give up. Yeah. That's, a good that's another one, is when to, when to fold. Yep. You know, if things aren't getting to place, I mean, that's a very touchy thing, because you want to be persistent about, you know, keeping that thing going and never giving up. But, but at the same time... Yeah. You can get killed by hanging on too long to an idea that just doesn't have legs, even though you may think it does. Yep. And is it possible? So it's a, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, keeping the perseverance and being you know having the stamina to go the extra mile, but at the same time being smart enough to know when to call call it quits. Because I can tell you, I've done that, and it's very painful. <laughs> <laughs> it's very painful because it becomes your baby, and you're so entwined, and you love it so much, and you feel like it's got so much traction, it's got the possibilities, but then you can just, after a while, you just start seeing that, you know, it's just not getting the traction. A couple of simple and, questions to finish up. Okay. Who's your favorite all-time band? Oh, gosh, that's a really, that one goes crazy. I mean, I can tell you that there's, I've been listening to five records now for like 25 years, and I listen to them over and over again. Yeah. So it's the same ones, same guys. Those records get better and better every year. But I'm, you know, I'm a big Stevie Wonder fan. The old, the old school Stevie yep. days. I just love him. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I I listen to those greatest hits records. Junior Walker is one of my all time greatest favorite okay. saxophone players on yep. the entire planet. <laughs> a very unique. Uh, I love Nat King Cole. Is another okay. one that's great. Get, everybody go get Nat King Cole live at the Sands. I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, it's fantastic. I agree. Fantastic record. You know, obviously there's West Montgomery. I mean, there's a, there's so many different guys that I really, really love. And, you know, from bands, I'm, I'm obviously, I love Pink Floyd, mostly because I'm so, I, I can't believe the the power of that brand and what it's all about. But, I agree. You know, there's, there's just, you know, that's a really tough question because I listen to you know, I'm so into the music scene. They're just different guys for different things. And a lot of the things that I listen to are probably so obscure to people like Lenny Bro. I don't know most people have never heard of Lenny Bro. Probably the greatest guitar player that ever lived. Uh, go check him out on YouTube. That's B-R-E-A-U. Okay. Uh, uh, Lenny Bro. Okay, all-time uh, favorite song. My all-time favorite song? Um, I think it's... Uh, um, my all-time would be... Uh, 
Uh, oh gosh, well, it's, it's, it's actually a, a great, uh, amazing grace. Amazing grace. <laughs> Who'd have thought? I love, <laughs> I love that tune. I, I really love all those old traditional kind of tunes. Yeah. I love the way the chords, the changes. I just really enjoy a lot of that stuff. So those are some, you know, there's a bunch of them, but you know, those are the kinds of tunes I like. Scott Page, you are a great entrepreneur. You're a legend. You're an inspiration to any person seeking success in business. You are also a fucking great musician. And I hope I see you again at Metal sometime soon. This is Bob Pritchard. Thank you. This is Bob Pritchard, and you're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business. And I'll be back with you in just a moment. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple App Store Amazon or Google Play. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the 430th Bob Pritchard Straight Talking absolutely no bullshit business radio show on Voice America Business Network and we're broadcasting from our temporary studio on Sydney Harbour in Sydney, Australia where the fires have been just ferocious. Now Twiggy Forrest, he's probably not a name that comes to everybody's mind but he's the former CEO of Fortescue Metals which is hardly a global name but Twiggy 
personally donated $70 million to the Australian Wildlife Wildfire Fund, while Jeff Bezos, whose Amazon company recorded $70 billion revenue just last quarter, donated a piddling $620,000. I think that demonstrates the kind of person he is, and he seems to only care about how rich he can personally become. $620,000. I mean, Amazon in Australia is big. They're growing like crazy. And yet a, a private individual can donate $70 million and all he can donate six hundred grand. That's pretty lousy. Now, between two and 2010 and 2018, the um, Bay Area where Silicon Valley is, population increased nearly 9% where housing units increased by less than 5%. So housing prices shot up because software engineers earn a starting salary in Silicon Valley of $160,000, which is nearly 50% more than the national average for exactly the same job. So, and Google employs 95% whiter Asians and 74% male. So, very few African-Americans, very few Latinos, and very few females. And Facebook and Apple figures are about the same. So this is creating a stark lack of diversity. So over 63,000 square feet of space in one of Amazon's new buildings is being built out to house sleeping places for homeless families. That's a good thing. And the new shelter will also pro- provide a health and legal clinic, a rec room, a rooftop terrace, and a diversion shelter to help homeless families in transition. So that, that's a good thing for Amazon to do. Google has given $1 million grant to Life Moves, which is a non-profit that provides interim housing and supportive services through 10 locations and about 850 people about 250 of which are children, are housed and fed each night by Google. So that's good. Apple's just announced a $2.5 billion plan to help address the homeless availability and affordability crisis in California. So $2.5 million towards housing the homeless. And Apple's initiative accelerates and expands new housing production. It jumpstarts long-term developments. It helps first-time buyers purchase homes. And it supports new housing and programs to reduce homelessness. Apple's commitment, now listen to this, they go back to Amazon and their million dollars. Apple's commitment includes $1 billion dollars for affordable housing investment. That's a thousand times more than Amazon. $1 billion first time home buyer mortgage assistant fund. Again, that's infinitely a thousand times more than Amazon. And $300 million of land to build more affordable housing. So $2.5 billion as against Amazon's lousy minion. Not to mention, did I mention his $620,000 miserable donation to the fires in Australia? 
So, of course, none of this is enough. Technology advancements will continue to displace people at the bottom of the education ladder, and some people will continue to become disadvantaged for one reason or another. But it is good to see highly successful corporations stepping up. Now, remember, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. It's easier and it's much more rewarding to do the impossible than it is to do the ordinary. Any bastard can do the ordinary. Go for a walk down the street. The world's full of very ordinary people. You don't want to be like them. You want to be interesting, be exciting, achieve good things, wake up in the morning invigorated. And if you're always trying to be normal, you'll always be boring and you'll never know what you can achieve. In the meanwhile, I hope you have a great week. Continue to be successful because the alternative to success really sucks. This is Bob Pritchard, broadcasting from the shores of Sydney Harbour in Sydney, Australia. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.